Jordan Love saw his first in-game action this past Saturday against the Houston Texans. He dropped back to throw. Who was his target? None other than wide receiver one. Tom Grassi. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Wait, am I still stuck in the Green Bay Airport? Grassi, and today we're going to be breaking down Saturday's game against the Houston Texans, in which the Packers were defeated by the Houston Texans, and I was flooded with a whole bunch of Bears and Vikings fans going, oh, you got wiped out by the Texans. Oh, man. Yeah, it's preseason, though, so just like we're not going to judge anything too harshly, I'm also not going to praise things too much, you know, like Justin Fields. But you guys hold on to whatever you got to hold on to. Before I get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patron members over at patreon.com slash Tom Grassi. Tommy, first, we got I, Tom Grassi, confirmed that Devontae Adams is a top two receiver and not number one. That's right, because he's .5. You're like, Tom, that makes no sense whatsoever, but no, it, it doesn't. Then we have Ryan Brand, Mateusz Kedzior. I hope I did not butcher that. I'm so sorry. I tried looking up the pronunciation. And we got Joe O. A big shout out and thank you to you all. So yes, the Green Bay Packers lost to the Houston Texans 26-7, to which I had the pleasure of being at that game. There will be a vlog. I recorded some pretty cool footage, including Jordan Love's first touchdown. That'll be coming out later this week, as well as the interview with Packers president and CEO Mark Murphy, which will be dropping tomorrow. And oh boy, we had some stuff to talk about. But that's not that's not for this video. Instead, let's focus on the performance, things that I saw, things that really stood out to me, players that stood out for better or for worse, and how, again, preseason it's really just used as evaluation. I'm not saying, oh my goodness, we're so good on some aspects or we're so bad. Instead, like, let's try to just go through, talk about what I saw and uh, and take it there. And let's start off with, of course, like the main event here, and that is Jordan Love. So Jordan Love, who hasn't played football in over a year because he didn't play at all last season, right? He had COVID and he had all these things that happened. Jordan Love finally took the field. And I think the eyes of the world were on it because you saw a lot of rookie QBs obviously getting their first start. And even though Jordan Love's not a rookie QB, he might as well be one. He just sat last year and held a clipboard behind Tim Boyle Laser Show. So anyway, Jordan Love taking his first snaps. And my concern going into this game was, one, the overreaction from everybody, whether he did poorly and people were like, oh, he's a bust, or whether he did well. And they were like, well, it's just preseason. And either way, it wasn't going to be good. But my other concern was that in camp, what I saw, whether I was there or whether it was through secondhand reporting, was that when Jordan Love was pressured and the pocket collapsed, he seemed to panic a bit. One of the greatest strengths of Aaron Rodgers is his ability to improvise, right? He extends plays. I mean, hell, he's thrown Hail Marys off of those and game-winning touchdowns. Sorry, Lions. But the point is, is that as a young QB, when he was faced with pressure in camp and these guys aren't actually going to hit him, it seemed like there was a little bit of panic. And so that was kind of like my major concern heading into this game. And I was like, all right, we're going to see a lot of checkdowns, you know, easy throws just to kind of ease Jordan Love into it. 
And instead, what I saw, I was very pleasantly surprised because Jordan Love, for the most part, looked very comfortable in the pocket. He was the second highest rated QB when he had a clean pocket, so that's a pretty awesome stat. But the other thing that stood out to me is he also made some throws on the run off balance and for the most part looked pretty good. There was some erratic throws that Devin Funches had to bring down, but I mean, he was able to find Jay Sternberger for an awesome throw. There's a great throw that he does into double coverage, which I know sounds like an oxymoron, but it was pretty pinpoint accurate. So there were the things that I saw from Jordan Love I was pretty impressed. Went 12 for 17 for 122 yards and one touchdown. He did get dinged up on a strip sack, which now they're letting heal after they went and got an MRI and everything was fine. But Lefleur is being cautious because you don't want Jordan Love to potentially injure himself because these reps are incredibly important. So he sat out of practice today, but it was also reported that Jordan Love is feeling a lot better. So there's no confirmation that he's gonna play this Saturday against the Jets, but we'll kind of obviously keep an eye on that. But Jordan Love finished with a 110.4 passer rating, which was pretty damn impressive. He put together an 88 yard scoring drive to Kylan Hill, in which he was able to look off Kylan Hill and then go back to him real quick. So like, it's those little things that you saw that gives you room for optimism. And again, this is just one performance in one game and he played for an entire half and that's it. So I'm happy with what I saw from Jordan Love because he was going up against mostly veterans on the Houston Texans defense. So right now, I think that the number one thing is that Jordan Love just continues to learn from this. I hope that he's able to play on Saturday because again, these games are super duper important and there's only three preseason games to even speak of because as soon as the regular season starts, it's going to be all Aaron Rodgers unless Jordan Love comes in because we're blowing a team out or if it's to kneel the football. So as of right now, I was really happy with what I saw with Jordan Love. And let's just see like where he can go from there. Sticking with the offense, there was a couple other guys who really stood out to me. One, as I mentioned before, was Devin Funches. I put out a video this past Friday, which I recorded the previous Saturday, talking about why I think Devin Funches is going to make this roster because he just offers a skill set that is really not available to a lot of these other wide receivers because he is a vet. He has that experience and he's a big bodied guy. And you saw that completely and totally on display in this game. Now in camp, when I was there this week, and this has been reported also before this week, there has been an issue in terms of injury with Devin Funches. He's limped off the field a few times. It happened twice while I was there on two different days with camp. And so like, that's my only cause for concern because Devin Funches also hasn't played a football game in quite some time. It's been years. So Devin Funches coming in, it's important that he gets all of these reps and that's why he's out there playing in the preseason while a lot of these other vet veteran wide receivers are not. He had six receptions for 70 yards, some spectacular looking catches. And I think that because of his veteran experience, he has a great shot to make this team if he is healthy. So that's going to be the big if. I'm very curious to see what else he can do. But for right now, Devin Funches is looking good. You also have Malik Taylor and Jay Sternberger both looking pretty good. I said on Friday's video that Malik Taylor is likely going to make the squad simply because of his special teams experience, but we'll see where that goes. And Jay Sternberger, friend of podcast, this is a guy who had all the skill coming out of college and really just hasn't seen the field, whether it's because of injury or whether because he had COVID protocol, but you saw a little bit of what Jay Sternberger can do on Saturday night, and it's good because he is a passing threat, but obviously his time with the Packers as well, he's gotten even better at blocking. So this is something that you wanna see, and right now we have a stacked tight end group. Now, Jay Sternberger is suspended for the first two games, which actually might not be the worst thing for him considering it basically is like, okay, well, we don't really have to make a decision on you right now, we can wait. So if he really, really impresses in the preseason, they can stash him away 
And then he comes back in week three and everybody's happy. A couple other notes real quick on the offense. There really was no run game to speak of. They just couldn't find any lanes whatsoever. The Texans really were like saying, hey, throw the football. Kylan Hill had a pretty good night. Obviously, there was a botched handoff, and so he wound up fumbling the ball from Kurt Benker, but he was also the recipient of the only Packers touchdown and Jordan Love's first touchdown. Kylan Hill, a seventh rounder, having a good camp. I spoke about it when they drafted him. If you go back and like watch some of his film, the way that he just hurdles guys is incredible. So I'm pretty confident that Kylan Hill is going to make this roster. It's just going to be getting more playtime. And before we jump over to the defense, we have to talk about the special teams because good God, <laughs> special teams was bad. It was real, real bad. Just giving up all the yardage. Just all of them. Missed tackles. Yeah. The coverage just wasn't good. You actually saw Ryan Winslow get cut, the other punter who was in there, uh, versing J.K. Scott. So J.K. Scott is going to be their guy still. I know some people are upset about that, but listen, he's only 14. Cut him some slack. But you also saw Amari Rogers, who was handling return duties. He also fumbled as well. So that's not something you really want to see. And that's why, you know, bringing in a guy like Randall Cobb might not be the worst thing in the world because Randall Cobb has plenty of experience in returning. So... So this allows more time for Amari Rogers to develop and he doesn't have to be thrown right into the fire. And to conclude the offense, I want to talk about Kurt Benkert because he has become a fan favorite in Green Bay. I mean, whether it's at training camp or whether it's at the game, like the fans love him. And he came out and he was slinging that football. And honestly, like, I, I absolutely love to see it. The guy just like radiates enthusiasm. He's awesome online. And, I, you know, you, you can't help but pull for him. Went 8 for 12, had a total of 88 yards, did have an interception, and also that botched handoff. So there, it's still a work in progress. I don't know if Ben Kurt's going to make the roster, but I do know if Jordan Love is going to miss this Saturday's game, it's going to be Ben Kurt season. So he will have all the opportunities to basically say, hey, this is how I can make my way onto the roster or practice squad, etc. And finally, let's talk about the defense. Let's talk about the good stuff first. Oren Burks. Oren Burks. A guy that I predicted the Green Bay Packers were going to draft in like the fifth round and they decided to go much, much earlier. Hasn't had a lot of production on the Packers and in a spot of need. But man, did he show up on Saturday. And we talked about this when Joe Barry got hired as DC. They were like, hey, like he's a linebacker specialist, right? He helped develop Corey Littleton. And that was probably the most exciting thing about him because I was like, oh, he could take a really, really young group of Chris Barnes, Kamal Martin, and of course, Oren Burks and develop them into being really good inside linebackers. They bring in a veteran like Devondre Campbell. So he's been really, really impressing in camp. So if Oren Burks is able to take that next step because of Joe Barry and, and his scheme, I would be so, so happy about that because we did spend a third round pick on him. And listen, over the years, our second and third round picks could go either way. We'll talk about Josh Jackson in a second, but this is a great development for Oren Burks. I hope he's able to build on it, have a really nice camp, have a really nice preseason and have some meaningful snaps during the regular season. You also had Ty Summers having a nice night, Ento having himself a nice night, and a beautiful interception. You saw TJ Slayton, just that massive behemoth of a man. He made his debut. So this defense, while the run defense was hit or miss, there's definitely some bright spots here. But one of the guys I did want to focus on, of course, is cornerback Josh Jackson, a former second rounder, who struggled on Saturday night. And unfortunately, he has struggled throughout camp. And boy, oh boy, the Texans just picked on him 
time and time again. He was targeted 10 times, and one of those was like a really bad incompletion, and he gave up seven receptions for 91 yards, and they just kept going back to him. And like you, you hate to see it because... We picked him up in the second round, and this was something that I said was that he just didn't have a ton of experience in college. He played college, and when he played, he was amazing. He did so well, but he only played so many games. And because of that, you know, he was a raw talent. And considering that we had to go and draft a first-rounder in Eric Stokes, ugh, like it's, this is not great. And Josh Jackson did have a nice day in camp today. I know he had an interception off Kurt Benkert, but... Josh Jackson, this is kind of like his last chance. He's not going to get cut for Tuesday because the rosters have to go from 90 to 85. I don't think that's going to happen. But, I mean, this is one of the reasons why you bring back Kevin King. And I know that a lot of fans are like, eh, we don't want to see Kevin King. But it's good to have at least a veteran in there who, you know, at times can play really well when he's on the field. Yes, the NFC Championship game was terrible, but... You know, Josh Jackson, if he's struggling this much in the preseason, you don't want that to go into the regular season. So at least with Kevin King, you know, you get at least a step up there. So I'm pulling for Josh Jackson, but at the moment, it, it just doesn't look too good. But of course, this is just the first preseason game. Saturday will be against the New Jersey Jets, so we'll kind of see how things play off there. Hopefully Jordan Love will be able to play because, again, these reps are so valuable but let me know what you thought about the game down below. Any players that stood out to you for good or for worse, let me know. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy, all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!